Hello, everybody. It's time for the Proudo and Redders NDCA podcast. Newcastle Blasters scorer Dan Proudman is with us once again. And Dan, have you recovered from the complete and utter shenanigans and a, a beautiful, beautiful floodlit Newcastle number one last night? Good evening. Good evening, Dave. Shenanigans is the right word. Extraordinary. Um, just an unbelievable game of cricket. So many twists, so many turns. Number one looks a picture. The first time I've spent time there, especially under lights. Finishing at you know quarter to ten on a Tuesday night is quite something as well. Um, we'll, I'm sure we'll go through that in a little bit, but what what a game of cricket. What a game of cricket. Yes, and I can tell you that it cost me this afternoon because I was staying up monitoring live scoring <laughs> and I'm usually a half past eight, quarter to nine, man. It cost me a bit of sleep today, I'm telling you, and I was driving, so it was a long drive home. Okay, NDCA first grade, and I'm going to give out... Uh, Sam Holdings been on to me, uh, uh, Dan, the resident pest, and he's asked me to put up to give a few women's scores um, from the NDCA women's competitions, which I'm going to do. It's quite a reasonable request. So we'll give those out shortly, Dan. But uh, can I please acknowledge that Sam Holding remains uh, resident pest number one? Yes. Chief chief pest. Chief pest, Sam Holding. Merriweather, 151 all out. Um, just fell short of Newcastle City, 178. That was at Townsend. At Passmore, wicket must be good here. Waratah made 217, which is a good score. And Hamwick's got them 203 down uh, with, a, with a big score we'll talk about shortly. West's doing their usual thing, winning with a bonus point. Three for Nelson over Belmont, 110 all out at Carlisle. In a game that was quite remarkable that it was played at all due to the state of the outfield, Toronto workers made it creditable, 157 for seven off their limited 32 overs. Stockton got him in 26.5 overs, one down. Nick Foster having a day out. University of, New, um, University of Newcastle chased down Cardiff. This is the third or fourth time, Dan, that Cardiff have made a big score. We'll come back to this. Cardiff, 219 for four. And the Sea Dragons, two for 222. Andrew Harriet having a day out. And then in the best game of the round, this was a great game of cricket. Charlestown made 167 at Cahiba. And Walls End ended up getting them seven down with seven balls to spare. So some terrific games. I will read out the women's scores as promised once we've done a first grade review. Dan, first of all, to Townsend. Mm. Um, interestingly, from my perspective, Dan, um, the outfield and wicket at, at, at Townsend in good condition? The outfield's come good. Um, they um, threw a bit of top dressing over it probably a month ago now, and most of the sand is gone. So it's actually come up quite good. Um, Wicket was a bit tacky, but um, Dave Edwards did a tremendous job to us, get us on there and get us on time as well. We got a, a, a bucket load of rain on Thursday night and Friday morning, and um, he did a tremendous job to get us there on time. In, in saying that, um, uh, Gears won the toss and, and threw City in, um, but you know the, the wicket seemed to, to, to play okay. It was you know a little bit tennis ball-y, as you could expect. Um, they uh, they got through. If we're just going to go through them, I suppose, Dave. But if uh, uh, they ended up making 178, um, Ollie Carter um, was playing very well. Hit some, hit one significant bomb and hit some just some beautiful cricket shots. Um, Fulcher 34 were the were the two mainstays and uh, the big hex on his uh, comeback trail um, got 11 yep. at the end. Um, Bowling, Sam holding bowled beautifully. Again, that's two weeks in a row for Sam. Um, three for 34 off eight. Um, Sam O'Sullivan, two for Zach Sambridge, two for, and a few of the others got a couple, um, including Pat Holding, one for one in the end. So, um, 
New, New City all out um, 178 off 38.4. The umpires decided that uh, with a slow over eight, Merriweather only had 38 overs to bat. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so we went in, or Merriweather went in, and um, Chad Mayo had a had a day out, and Merriweather was doing it quite easy. Chad ended up 69 off 79. I think he was 40 off about 25 at one stage. Um, and although um, Ben Egan was out for seven, um, Jordy Van Kemenade looked great, 17 off 21, um, sort of pulled out of a cut shot and got caught at backward point. Um, Josh Geary was knocking him around a bit, but then the big hex came on. Um, and uh, uh, along with Fowl, I just pulled Merriweather back. With the, Merriweather only needed less than four and over for the last 25 odd overs, I think. And um, the big hex and Fowler combined for, I think, what, five for 40 off 16 overs. And all of a sudden, it was just too much for Merriweather. Um, definitely one that uh, they, they could end up ruining. Um, but a, a magnificent bowling effort on the back end of that innings by City and, and a well-deserved victory from them. Like I said, the big X ended up three for 17 off 7.5. Um, Fowler, two for 30, two for 23 off eight. And, um, and Ollie Jarvis, uh, another Englishman, three for 44 off seven. So a well-deserved victory for City. Um, they did look under the pump there with uh, early on in Merriweather's innings and but that came back, like I said, and bowled that last 15 or 20 overs beautifully um, and um, deserved the victory. Ended up winning by 27 runs. Yeah, Hex and Fowler did a lot of bowling in the last second half of last year with an injured Angus McTaggart and Aidan Cahill in the West Indies on other business. So those two certainly know what they're doing. Dan, can I just ask a quick question? Is Dave Sellup okay? I see that live scoring's got him bowling one ball and replaced by Pat Holding. Is that actually an anomaly? One ball for six, if you don't mind as well. Yes, no, that's that's completely accurate. Um, Dave's... Uh, went to bowl his first ball and his back seized up. Um, and that was the bomb that uh, Ollie Carter hit straight over his head um, and then could not take any further part in the fielding. Um, came into bat, I think, at about seven or eight when we needed some runs and couldn't even get forward. He was still getting back spasms. So, wow. Okay. Yeah, he went straight to the physio during the week, but, you know, he's 106. So... Um, <laughs> He's not that old, Dan Brown, but goodness well, me. Pension discount. And if he had to travel by train, it only cost him two bucks wherever he went in the state. I think he's that old. But um, he'll, um, yeah, a poor bugger um, seized up after one ball. None for six off one ball. And I'm very glad to see Pat Holding get a wicket. He's a very fine young man, Pat Holding. It's good to see him contribute with the ball as well. He's definitely the best cricketer and the best bloke in that family. Oh, 100% he is. Absolutely. <laughs> Helmix and Waratah put on a very good game of cricket at Passmore. It's great to see Passmore and oh, apparently in very good nick. Yes, Josh, McTag Josh McTaggart's in great form, bat ball, everything. Mm -hmm. That's a very good score by Waratah. Four for 217. Josh Clary's 34. Josh McTaggart, um, 82. And then Alex Taylor and Kyle Faber went nuts at the end of the innings. Alex Taylor, 60 knot. Kyle Faber, 25 knot. So they've ended up four for 217. Uh, Ted Bartlett, as always, redoubtable. Three for 41 off eight, by far the best figures uh, for, uh, for for Hamwicks um, some, and some young blokes in that side as well um, with, with their attack changing dramatically over the last couple of years with Sam on his way up north and, and Matt Weber uh, with a crook shoulder. And then what happens? Hamwicks come out and typical Reese Hanlon performance, 105 in a real hurry. 
And Joe, Joey Hart, 39, not and Matt Webber, 40, not, not 40, not out. They got the runs comfortably in 35.3 overs. Wickets to Muhammad Farouk, uh, Alex Taylor and Dan Redpath. But what an impressive performance by Hamilton there, Dan, chasing the end a big score. Who would have thought that's a, you chase the 220 and you get them with 27 balls to spare? It's just, it, it's just a pity my cricket doesn't have the ball face because I'd love to see how much Hamlin faced and I reckon Matt Webber and Hart wouldn't have faced all that many either just quietly. So, um, yeah, Hamlin back in form again. He's done it, what, the last three, four, five years. He's been up yep. there in the top couple of bats and um, he's done it already. And to be fair, he loves his two-day cricket, I think, better than he likes his one-day cricket or his 40-over cricket. So... Look out. Um, and guess who Hamwick's have got this week? <laughs> so, Merriweather at Passmore, I think. Is that right? I think it's a Townsend, actually. But, oh, um, Town, okay, we'll check that in a minute. I, I, I thought Hamwick's might have had a couple. Oh, no, they've finished their one days, haven't they? So it's, we're into proper cricket. Yeah. Uh, next game is Belmont and Western. It was a tough day out for, for Belmont. Belmont mm. all out, um, 110. Lachlan Gibson batting at eight, at 749 out. It was the only batsman to make more than 16. Cam Claridge was running out for 16. Wickets, the great man Brad Aldis. He'll be very pleased to be being uh, called that. Brad Aldis somehow has bowled nine overs, Dan, um, yes. on my cricket, which is extraordinary. Uh, three for 17 for Brad. We're assuming that's a three. And Niall Alexander, one of their poms, I'm assuming, along with uh, Lancaster, a three for 24 off seven, the main wicket takers. And then West, as they do with a small total, went after it hard. Zach McGuigan, who... Um, uh, it was probably in his own relaxed way, made a relaxed 62 off 55 with 10 and one. Yeah. And James King came in and made 24 at the, uh, at the end off 29 and a um, very comfortable performance, two wickets to Dom Simons. But that's a shellacking, getting them an 18 overs. And then that's how West go about their cricket team, just um, tolling up bonus points whenever they can. No, yeah. They just make a miracle after miracle. Like you said, Brad Aldis bowling nine overs in 40 over games, miracle in itself. But, and, you know, you, you look at Zach's stuff, 62 or 55, and you think he's gone hell to skelter. But when you look at those boundaries, he's, he's probably faced 30 dot balls in that, that big, you know what I mean? So, yes. Um, and Kingy back, straight back into the runs as well. So, look out. Oh, and the, the game this week's massive. We'll talk about that shortly. Now, um, just a bit of a backstory to this one, Toronto and Stockton. Um, we got to the ground and, and I've been in touch with uh, some dear friends at Toronto saying, and they were telling us, look, just turn up. We're hopeful we can get a game. The outfield in places is they've just had so much rain and the ground just not dried up. And Dan, it was quite remarkable that we got on. There are patches of that ground that I think if people um, and at another time would not have played, but everybody decided to wait around for a little while. We got a 32-over game. And everybody got on with the business of playing. And I'll give them credit for that. But if there's more rain at J.R. Ron Hill, there's not much. The, the water table is very high and it, they're really struggling down. It's a, it's a genuine issue. And I just wish them out there all the best. Genuinely do. I do. Yeah. And there's not a lot of options for them, is there? Like we know when, you know, Cahaba was struggling a bit for Charlestown, they could go to Charlestown over. But, you know, I don't think it was up for first grade. No. Nah. Yeah. Wobba's not being played at. They're playing their lower grades at Walters oh, Park. You're right. They are too. Yep, 100%. And, yeah, the, like you said, it, it, credit to both teams to get on. Um, um, it sounded like, you know, and Toronto would what? I think that's only their second game for the year, isn't it? So It is, yeah. 
So Toronto ended up 7 for 157, 7 for 157, a very good performance. Corey Brown looked very tidy with his 48 off 77 balls, played some lovely shots. His footwork was good. Ben Roberts, that is the best knock I've seen him play. 54 off 47 with two and three, a couple of massive bombs, one that went into a house at long off, well into the backyard of one of the houses there at J.R. Ron Hill. And they ended up 157 off their 32 overs. Nick Foster, the best of the bowlers, three for 36. Isn't that a, that's a bit of a groundhog day. That might've happened once or twice before. <laughs> and then look, 157, I know that we were, um, our blokes said, look, it was a struggle out there in the field. To be honest, our blokes were a bit flat. They admitted that and um, came out a bit, especially when they dismissed Roberts a few weeks started to fall then, but that was a good performance from Toronto. And then Stockton went out and Nick Foster opened the batting on Saturday and Logan Weston and Nick Foster put on 128 for the opening partnership. Logan Weston made a stylish 51, caught on their long off fence. And Nick Foster, 83 off 82 with six and three and Jeffy finished off the innings with 15 not out. Nick Foster hit one boundary. Matthew Somerville's first ball. I said to someone, if if someone's bowls shorty, Foster will be after him. And Summer's first ball was short and out. Matthew Somerville shortened outside off stump and it raced to the offside boundary. Nick Foster can hit the ball very hard, but that was one of the hardest hit shots of the day. And a great performance from Fozzie, 83 and 3 for 36. The only wicket taker there was Ray Stedman, who bowled actually quite nicely, 3.5 overs, 1 for 19. Um, But no, a pretty good performance from Stockton with the bat after um, Toronto batted quite well in the first innings, Dan. Yeah, I had a quick chat with Fozzie just last night about it and asked him how how it all was. And he said, you know, there wasn't a lot of shots on the ground. He claims he got a bit uh, got a bit lucky, but you know, three for an eighty-three off six off eighty-two is a fair day for for the old fruit and the uh, on you know on the eve of uh, country championships. So yeah, well, well done to Stockton. But like you said, it's good for him to get a game. But Stockton are rolling on just like Wester. Next game of cricket's another very good game of cricket with some terrific high scoring. Cardiff made 209 enough 40. Batting is certainly not Cardiff's problem this year, Daniel Proudman. It is not. Joe Molino up from Northern Power, his first Newcastle century, 101 opening. Michael Corrigan, 39. Lachlan Williams, a very promising cricketer, 56. The old man, Simon Norville, who'll be playing for Central Northern uh, next week. Now, that's got him as having one in line. Oh, yeah, he got one. So he got he ended up with a wicket and wickets Alex Staffer, Achim Zafar, and Tom O'Neill, the old war horse. They all got a wicket each uh, as Cardiff made 219 of 40 overs. But when you see what Uni did with the bat, they faced 38.3 overs, so that was slow going early. Simon Norville opening 44, Harry Scowan 53 of 95, Varanesh Sharma, who's a first-class cricketer himself, 28 not out. But Andrew Harriet, Dan, a lazy old day, 80 not out off 50 with six and seven, if you don't mind. If you don't mind. <laughs> yeah, Merriweather just happened to get him on a good day when he didn't get many. Because um, I think that's the only time he's missed out so far this year. He's just pongo on everyone, isn't he? Yes. Um, uh, yeah, really solid. You, you just feel so sorry for the CBs, don't you? Like, seriously, over 210 three times out of four and they've been rolled. Um, yes. It's just, yeah. But, you know, six for 200. I'm going to go into these stats in a second, but six for 240 for the day with the amount of wet weather we've had. Bernie Curran's not going too bad, is it? Uh, amazing. What was it? Six for 441. Yeah. Uh, but they're, they're whispering Bernie Curran, excellent wicket, fast outfield. They've, the boundaries are shorter than they, 
they have been when I first came to Newcastle cricket. They were huge, like the MCG. Now they're a bit more reasonable. It's a long walkout for where you sit next to the great Jack Hillary. The, and if you're listening, great. The, and I do mean the great Jack Hillary when you're scoring at uni. Uh, it's a good spot there in the air conditioning. And uh, isn't it, Daniel? I think the big difference up there, we, uh, Merriweather played Bernie Curran last week. The big difference, I think, is they've got the big roll, the big big mower and the big roller. And so what it's done, it's actually fastened up that outfield a little bit. The, the wicket's always been good there. It's really, it was really good. Like Josh Geary rated a five out of five there in that game. And, you know, it was 115 versus seven for 116, you know. But he said there was nothing wrong with the deck. He loved the deck. The outfield was a spot on. And come probably January, February, as that mower, that big mower continues to flatten everything out and that that um, outfield is going to get better and better and better. So there's going to, it's just going to be runs galore. So you watch Harry might end up scoring 5,000 runs for the year. <laughs> just simply possible. Someone's going to stop him. Um, and I note that Cardiff got those runs without Rahul playing. So uh, they're, they're, due for, they're due for a win, Cardiff. They're doing everything they can. Yep. But another good... And you need to be quite frank. Um, it, it, when things go their way, they're actually quite a dangerous cricket side. They've certainly loaded in the batting department. Simon Norville and Andrew Harry at the top of the innings, they're going to worry a lot of people, particularly yep. if they get on a flat deck. They're going to go nuts. Absolutely. And, and no Josh Bennett by the looks of that too on Saturday. So. Uh, Bennett was at a wedding last week, the skipper. Now, onto the game of the round by far. Charles down eight for 167 off 40. Walls End got him seven down with seven balls to spare. What a game of cricket this was at Cahiba. Well, some conjecture this would be at Charlestown, but it was played at Cahiba. Charlestown, 167 off 40, a grinding performance than typical Charlestown, actually. Uh, Kel Wilson, 44 run out. At the old stage of Chris Connors, gee, he's had more comebacks than Nelly Melba, uh, 29, and Adam Winchester, 16. Michael Harding, 22. Wickets for Walls End shared. One for Stakal, Gabriel, Pat McGann, Lockie Page, Alex Seema, and Ethan G got two for 25 off his eight. An excellent performance from Ethan. And Walls said in reply, the rare failure for the great man, Nathan Price. I'll hate me saying that. Nathan, three. Joey Clark, 40 opening. Jacob Montgomery, 41. Callum Gabriel, 31. Then in the middle order, there was a bit of a collapse. And it came down to Talon Gear and Lachlan Page, two young blokes. To, who got them home in the end, seven for 171. Daniel Standing, who's increasing his standing very quickly in Newcastle cricket, part, pun is quite deliberate, three for 18 off eight and bowling beautifully. And uh, the Dan Bailey, Path Shah and Adam Winchester all took one for us. But, um, yeah, what a great game of cricket that was. And really right up to it, uh, to the end. And then Gear and Page calmly got them home at the death. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like a really good game of cricket, doesn't it? And yep. it with the question marks over Cahiber and all that sort of stuff, obviously you look at both those um, both those innings and it looks like, you know, there's a lot of starts but not a lot of blokes with, with big scores. So I'm guessing and I'm completely presuming, every assuming everything here, which obviously is not a good thing to do, but I'm assuming it was very hard to, uh, you know, maybe not a wicket that you were ever in at. So... Um, 170 versus 170 is good, a good day of cricket any day of the week and, and well done to, to Wolves End. Now, just some Women's Cup results from last week. They haven't come through yet on my cricket for a couple of games. Uh, Charles Town, 8 for 37 off 12.2 overs. So this game was affected by rain. Waratah getting them in seven overs on DLS. So, well, actually, they got the actual runs at Kai, but two for 39. 
Over to the women's plate, which was played last week, and I'll give you as many scores as I can so that the pest doesn't annoy me. Tonight, what a game of cricket this was this evening. Belmont, four for 92 off 19.5 overs, got the runs with one ball to spare over Waratah Mayfield, five for 91. So that's an amazing game of cricket there. Absolutely superb game. Uh, with Belmont just getting the just getting the chocolates. Now let's go back to round four in the plate. Belmont uh, two for twenty three, chased down eight for twenty two. Walls end. Uh, now Toronto one for forty nine off eight, chased down Charles Sounds eight for forty eight. Merriweather the coach by the great Sam Holding, oh, well Chief Pest seven for one hundred and twenty five, with Hamwick sitting four for one hundred and twenty one. A great game of cricket there at Connolly, and then uh, Waratah Mayfield eight for ninety one, got the chocolates over Warners Bay women six for eighty eight. So there's some women's scores. First time we've done that. Thanks, Sam Holding, for that. Uh, just putting the hand up and saying, Redis, can you, there's, I've had a few inquiries. Can you give some scores? So, Sammy, I've done that. And, Dan, we've uh, fulfilled our responsibility to Chief Pest. And to all those people playing women's cricket around there, get involved. We'll continue to give the uh, scores as often as we can. And it's great to see so many people uh, not only playing the game of cricket, but changing the culture of clubs very quickly, Dan. I agree completely. That's just, I'm really surprised it's taken us so long to um, yes. the other 50% of the population. I know Stockton are doing great, great jobs on there with their Friday night games. I know um, the girls at, at Merriweather are just absolutely loving it. Um, and that's the same with, with every club, obviously. So it's just, it's fantastic to get as many people as we can play in this great game. So at the end of the one day, is it Stockton and West to play off in the top cut, Tom Locker Cup final? That game's at midday this Sunday at Newcastle Number One Sports Ground. That game will be live streamed. Lucas Holmes and Dan Saunders in commentary. I'll be in the score box on Sunday. So looking forward to that very much and having a good look at Number One. Two day games start this week into the into the white into the red ball cricket, which I think suits a few of these sides we're about to read read out. Charlestown hosting Uni, that's at Cahaiba. Merriweather hosting Hamwicks, that's the inner city rivals. Those two have got such a, I'm going to come back, they've got such a fantastic rivalry, particularly in the last 25 years when you include the SCG Cup. Those two are the best teams in the SCG Cup by a long, mm. long way. Newcastle City hosting Waratah, number one. So number one's going to get two days of cricket this weekend. CNBs are hosting Walls End at Pasterfield. Toronto hosting Belmont at Ron Hill Oval. And in an absolutely huge clash, Stockton and Northern Districts hosting West. So Stockton and Northern Districts get to play each other three times in eight days with a two-dayer over there at lovely Lenovo. <laughs> um, Dan, that Merriweather-Hamwicks rivalry has been... Uh, I'm sure that ever since the moment you stepped in, into Newcastle, that that rivalry has been huge. They played in one of the best games of cricket I have ever seen the outright grand final a few years ago. They've got such a storied rivalry and it's an important game for both clubs. Yeah, well, it's huge now, isn't it? Merriweather, one from three with the two washouts. Um, yeah, a, a big game, even this so early on in the season. And yeah, the rivalry's been going for well, a lot longer than I've been with Merriweather. It kicked off in the late 90s, early 2000s, when both, I mean, Chad White was really um, captain and um, and Todd Campbell's captain of Hamlet. That's when it really kicked off. Yes. And continued on right through those couple of decades. So they're always good games. They're, they're always, for some reason, both teams seem to meet each other with a very, very even um, even team sheets on both sides. And that, that looks the same again again this week. Um, Townsend hopefully will play quite well. Um, um, back to 90 over cricket, which some could argue Merriweather are a, a little bit um, happier to play than maybe the 40 over cricket. Oh, I, think, I don't think some would argue that's fact. Yeah. It suits the way Mer Merriweather's got a lot of what I would call traditional old-fashioned cricketers. 
Jay Geary's one of them. Then happy birthday to the big to the big cuddles himself. But uh, this sort of cricket just wearing away, grinding you down, attrition cricket bowling over after over in the one channel. It suits Mary with that. And remember, remember, ladies, they won five in a row. Um, mm. And uh, mind you, they had some extraordinarily explosive cricketers as well, not to say the ones that there aren't now, but um, mm. this sort of cricket does suit their attack and the way they play the cricket. So uh, uh, I think that'll be one of the games of the round. Oh, well, I think there's three or four, to be honest. I mean, you, Stockton and West are the, is the obvious choice. Yeah. They're, they're the, two, the two teams that are, that are flying. Um, but, um, you know, Charlestown and Uni is a cracking game. It is. Um, and Toronto and Belmont are probably quite, you know, evenly matched at the moment too. So um, there's, there's games. City, what, Waratah, you know. City looked quite good against us last week. Waratah have been a little bit unlucky. They scored 200 last week and got booked. Um, so, you know, there's... Good games of cricket everywhere, which is again, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but it's just great for the comp that you know there's there's no easy beats in this comp this year at all, Dave. None. No, there's not. And I might add that one little interesting tidbit: Daniel and I, um, almost this time next week, will be on our way to Tamworth for the Country Champs, Newcastle, Greater Illawarra, North Coastal, and Central Northern. So all of these games, but there'll be some of them in particular, will have players who play day one but who will not be there on day two. Yeah. And clubs likely to be affected. Charlestown and Uzi will, Uni will definitely be affected. Hammocks and Merriweather might have one and two. Newcastle City and Waratah might have one or two. CNB and Walls End will have a couple. Um, Belmont might have one. And then Stockton or West could have anything from four to six players who make their way up the New England Highway, Dan. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a very good point. That, that's an extremely good point, actually. Um, but again, weather, weather permitting too, Dave. So, um, yes, although the weather forecast for Saturday is good, the Sunday forecast for the Tom Locker Cup final, which will also be a beauty, uh, is not so great. It, the, the someone might have to get out a computer and do the Duckworth Lewis, uh, at some stage. Good. Sorry, who's going to do the Duckworth Lewis there? You reckon, Dave? Oh, I've got no idea. This, I, I couldn't possibly comment on that. Alan, the Professor Alan Brichter from West, he's probably got that all licked. I wouldn't know who could do that, Daniel. Now, um, Dan, let's go through in, at, at the end of our potty here. A quite remarkable game of cricket last night. The Plan B original bash round two. And remember, everything was on the line. Central yep. Coast, a chance at getting in because they've got the Hunter on Sunday and would have probably got some run rate. They'd be favoured to win. If Newcastle won last night, they go into a sudden death playoff tomorrow night against Lake Mac. Newcastle batting first, ground their way to six for 145. And I know this will put a smile on Dan Proudman's face a minute when I read out some scores. Ben Patterson, 36, not out. And Ben Goodwalker, 28, not out. Actually won the game for Newcastle, putting on a partnership of 53 at the death. But uh, would you like to tell us who got four for 21 for the Central Coast there? One of your dear friends. <laughs> Merriweather's Chris Archer, of course. Looked <laughs> magnificent. Looked absolutely magnificent. His old man was there too um, last night. Um, and, yeah, he, he did look great, to be honest. It was one of those... His figures at one stage, were, it was the perfect advertisement for T20 cricket. I think he, his first... Nine balls, he had three for 12. <laughs> you know, it's just, it, that's just T20 cricket. It was just mayhem there for a while. If I can just go back to half hour before the start, I blame this whole thing on Scott Thomas, the umpire. He's turned up, he started talking about how he'd read, reread the rules and there were some 
things about the super over and all that sort of stuff. And I said to him straight away, you put the mock on us here. We're going to have a super over for sure. For sure. This is an hour before the game. And sure enough, that's what's happened. And I got a text from us, from some people involved with the blaster saying, Redders is the super over. So I was sitting there. He must have known I was watching. So I found it. And yeah, that there were, and that they're the rules. And in fact, if it's tied after the super over, it's not like England, New Zealand, it's a tie. So 145 Newcastle Central Coast were in more poop than a Werribee Duck. They were five for 43 mm. into Callum Ranger. Now, Dan, Callum Ranger played for the Central Coast last year and he was one of the reserve bats for the New South Wales countryside. Mm. And I'm going to have to ask you to talk about what I've seen him bat quite a few times. 57 off 36 balls. And I know that Nick Foster said he batted really well. He did. He 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 he. He picked the tone of the game pretty much as soon as he went to the crease. Even though they were under the pump, he picked his balls. He was patient with his batting. When he hit them, they stayed hit. He hit a couple of very big bombs. I think it was two off Nick, um, straight over his head. Um, they were, and obviously a bigger number one. Um, a little bit dewy as well last night. Um, so he was, heard that. He was except, absolutely exceptional the way that he was able to, to pick the tone and, and almost, almost got them home. Um, he, he was able to, when he got them down to, um, you know, needing under six and over, he didn't take risks. He didn't need to take risks. The big field, um, like I said, Dewey, there were twos everywhere. Um, he just batted absolutely superbly, changed the whole game. Um, and then there was a couple that batted with him. Um, Owen, Forrester, Woodhead, um, those guys, um, just hung around and, and chipped away and, and turned the strike over and allowed Ranger to do what he had to do. And it, with three overs left, I think they might have been nine down with eight down, but they only needed 15 off the last three overs. And it looked as though all of a sudden, um, all the momentum was with, with, was with the Central Coast. Um, and then enter um, Josh McTaggart and, and Ben Patterson, who just bowled exceptionally in the last three overs. And the last over, I think they only needed, was it four to win, I think? That's correct, and he kept it to three. Yeah, extraordinary. Two dot balls last, or well, a dot ball, and then a run out, which was a you know a forced run out, if you like, hit straight to short cover, and they needed to run, um, obviously, to try to win the game. And then the was it a direct hit, or did, it, did the ball go to the keeper, or the or the, the fields the bowler backing up? No, I think it went. If I remember right, it might have gone to a fielder, and I think the fielder actually might have dropped the ball onto the bail. It might have been Josh Bennett. Someone might have dropped the ball. It might have been Josh McTaggart, but someone at the non-strikers end took the ball, and I think the ball actually rolled out of his hand and might have hit the bales and knocked the bales off. Wow. Um, they were well short. Um, the keeper was well short. And as predicted by Scott, or by that, that hex, Scott Thomas, a super over, ladies and gentlemen, which is extraordinarily rare, uh, and it happened. I, uh, My dear friend, Andy Baldwin, was up there with my other dear friend, as uh, Dan Proudman. These two would have loved every minute of a super over. So Central Coast batted first. I'm not sh quite sure who won the toss in the super over. Um, but Newcastle, who Sorry, won the toss, do you know? I think it's because Central Coast batted second that they go back in and bat. That was the rule, I believe. Okay, so it's no toss. And a superb over from Ben Patterson, two for six. In the, in the one over. And when you keep teams to six, that's usually how you win them. Two, the the idea when you're bowling is to take wickets and stop boundaries. There was one boundary from Simon Keane, but Newcastle kept them to two for six. And then Ben Patterson calmly went out there, two twos and a four, 
uh, batting with Logan Weston. Patterson faced all the strike. And Newcastle Blasters are home, which knocks Central Coast out of the ability to win and makes tomorrow night's game between Lake Mack and Newcastle, the stablemates, an apt. There could be quite a few people there tomorrow night, Dan. It could be a massive night at number one. Well, fingers crossed, because that's what it deserves. It deserves that. That's It's really high-quality cricket. That that cricket yet last night was high-quality, especially at the death, under the pump, pressure's on. Um, you know, there were there were players on both sides. Like the ground fielding, for example, for both sides on a dewy night was exceptional there. You know, it was really high-quality cricket, and it'll be high-quality high again tomorrow night. And we know, obviously, that these guys know each other very well. They train together. Yes. Play together all the time, not just for representative cricket. Um, so there's that. There'll be that fantastic rivalry on who gets through and who doesn't. Um, we know what happened last year, obviously, um, in the absolute ripper of a game as well. And I, I can't see why it's not going to happen again. Oh, look, should be a cracking game. And remember, they're playing for Sheep Station. They're playing for the final four. Wherever those finals are played, we have heard. I'm not going to say where I think the games will be played, um, but we have heard different rumours, so I won't spread rumours. But there'll be uh, that'll be later on in the, in, this, in the season. So it's Lake Mac and Newcastle Blasters. The winner goes through. It's 6 o'clock tomorrow night. Should be a wonderful game of cricket. Dan, I know you're enjoying scoring your representative cricket. When you see games like that, I tell you what, You've seen some exciting games in your three years scoring for the Blasters, harking back to Port Macquarie and our Newcastle. You've been very blessed, my friend, and you are the lucky charm. Well, lucky-ish. I mean, the Blasters didn't get through, did they, last year? But, um, yeah, we saw that nine for 50 when... Um, I'm trying to remember who it was. Was it Aidan Cahill and... Uh, Mitchell Lowell. Uh, Mitchell Lowell put on 50 for the last wicket off about 25 rocks to get him home in the wet in the damp at Port Macquarie, and then that again last night. Not the best one for scorers, to be fair, when you're doing everything else, when they get that close. But um, I'm glad everything added up. And, um, yeah, I just I, I can't wait to watch these guys bat again and, and, and bowl again. It was just it was a treat last night. And I would say to everyone who's training tomorrow night, remember this starts at 6 and it goes until at least 9. Um, and anyone who's uh, got their young fellow who's interested in watching a bit of a game of cricket as well, come on down to number one because seriously, it is a treat to watch. The, the, the setup there now with the lights as it is, um, the outfield, the big the big ground and the quality of the cricket, it's, it's just a, it's a great three hours, Dave. Oh, look, I've heard nothing but great reports about Newcastle number one. Apparently the outfield is superb. It's, just, it's a first-class outfield, which is great. And remember that Newcastle has won the last three state country championships, ladies and gentlemen. Mm -hmm. And the Newcastle is split in two for the plan B. So it gives other people a chance to show their skills. And you are getting two of the 24 of the better cricketers or the 26 of the better cricketers mm -hmm. in all of, of country New South Wales going at each other. And they're playing and these people, all these men train with each other. They train hard. They're all good mates. And there will be no quarter given because the Lake Mac guys are very proud of playing in purple and yellow, as are the Blasters players. And I know that the Blasters would just love to get back to the finals and Lake Mac basically feel it's their, their, their right to be there at any given time. Well, a lot of those guys are going to be going to Tamworth together like next Thursday. I mean, the, the, you want bragging rights on that bus, don't you? You, you don't want to get beat going up on that bus. <laughs> Absolutely not. And uh, I, from what's going on in the, in the WhatsApp this evening, there could be a bit of skullduggery and a bit of fun being had as well. <laughs>
Dan, thank you so much for your time. We'll get on next Wednesday and uh, looking forward to sharing a bus ride up with you up there and three hard long days of cricket up there at Tamworth. In the weather's supposed to be superb. To get November at Tamworth and have 25 and 26 every day forecast is actually quite blessed. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, Dave. And just before we go, I've just got a, a completely and utterly irrelevant statistic. Which Beautiful. I oh, we love these from you, Dan, the, Dan yeah, the man. Completely and utterly irrelevant. I mean, absolutely zero. But uh, anyway, well, the only reason I, I thought of this is because when I was having a look at the scores over the weekend, I noticed out of the six first grade games, Merriweather was the only team out of the six that chased and got beat. And I thought, well, that's a bit odd. But mm -hmm. I thought, well, maybe... Is it because people, people might argue because it's damp? Um, you know, the, obviously the wicket's better in the afternoon. I had a look. There's been 21 full fixtures so far this year with all the rain. 14 of those, the team who have batted second have won. Seven of those, the team batting first have won. So twice as many batting second. Now, you, like I said, the argument might be, well, it's because it's been damp. But if you have a look at this, the, the games on the weekend, those scores are extremely above average. I think it was over 30 runs a wicket, you know, which if you're talking 90 over game, that's 300 versus 300. It just doesn't happen. So no, and there's a couple of teams in the top half of the order, top half of the competition that have been sending sides in with the yeah. hope of getting up valuable bonus points. So let's be factual here. West do it quite regularly, and West yeah. are not scared of chasing. They don't care because they back themselves at West. They'll say, right, are we going to knock you over and go and get them in 20 overs? That's the way they play. And yeah. there's a reason they've been so successful for the better half, half part of half a decade is because That's they're so confident. And that's very true. Like we've, we've, we've spoken to it, haven't we, in the last couple of years that, that, that Kingy has actually thrown teams in a lot more than he has um, himself. And, and that's in the two-day game as well. We had a look at that. Um, in saying that, I'll break it down even further, Dave. So the tosses, 12 out of the 21 um, tosses, they've decided to chase. Um, and obviously, so nine have, have, have batted first. Nine, if, if, if you break those down even further... The dozen tosses that have won and they decided to bat first, they've won nine and only got beaten three times. So, whereas if you actually um, bat first, you've actually got more chance of getting beat at the moment than not. So, it's it's just an anomaly. It's something that five years ago you just would not have thought would happen that there'd be twice as many tosses where you decide to bat first before, a bowl first before you bat it. Everyone just thought five years ago, and especially 10, 15 years ago, it was just a no no that you just batted first all the time. Well, that's just been completely thrown out the window. Probably got a lot to do with um, the confidence of the players and how T20 is now a, a significant sort of... Exactly. T20's changed cricket forever. Yeah. Yep. I, I would suggest to you there'll be more teams now that we're back to red ball cricket. You'll wonder whether that will happen. If we get a team that's first, second or third playing 10-9 jack, there may be the chance. But I would suggest to you, given if the weather's okay, and we're in a period at the moment of glorious weather, um, if we if we get decent weather, I would think that most teams will bat first now that they've got to go and, you know, there's no fielding restrictions and you've got a red ball. I think things will change a bit, but be fascinating to observe that throughout the season, Dan. Like I said, the statistic might mean absolutely nothing. I'm guessing it probably doesn't, but I found it interesting anyway. Dan, enjoy your cricket tomorrow night. And again, everybody, Plan B Regional Bass, 6 o'clock tomorrow night, Newcastle, number one sports ground. Lake Mac, Dan will have the company of the great Kathleen Pink. Um, can you imagine Kath if there was a super over? <laughs> Gracious me, she'd be in heaven. Uh, but Dan's got the company of Kath Pink tomorrow night to, to the two best scorers in Newcastle. 
And uh, that'll be a fabulous game. Dan, enjoy that and enjoy Merriweather and Hamwicks at Townsend. Thanks for your time. Look forward to seeing you soon, my friend. Thank you, David. Cheers, mate. On behalf of Prado, this is Red as you all take care. Sam, Sam Holding, I hope you're happy, Chief Pest. We've got some women's scores in for you. Take care, everyone. Enjoy your cricket. Bye-bye.